Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. It's Kiz and it's JB, your resident Albion and Wolves fans, coming together once again for an unlikely pairing. Uh, JB, how are you this week? Not too bad, buddy. Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, pleased that Albion put in that performance that we both predicted, actually. Both predicted a 3-0 Albion win and Albion obliged. Um, so, yeah, in a good mood. Um, I want to get us started, JB, with a bit of football trivia. Um, okay. and we don't always start with black country football trivia, but on this, oca- on this occasion, I have found a lovely little question, which is, which eight players have scored over 15 Premier League goals for West Bromwich Albion? Okay. Yes, I am putting you on the spot and you've got to answer a question about your rivals here, but I think this will make really interesting listening for our audience at home. So that question again, which eight players have scored 15 or more Premier League goals for West Bromwich Albion? Okay. Um, Odin Wingy? Yep. Top goal scorer, 30 goals. Um, Kev Phillips? No. Was that the champ? No, he was in the champ more when he for you. Yeah, no, no. Um, in the prem, in the prem. Oh God. Dom, oh, uh, what is for? Uh, what did you say? Fifteen goals. Uh, fifteen or more goals. Yeah. Oh, did, did Lukaku get more than fifteen in the one season? Yeah, it is one season. He got seventeen. Yeah, that's our highest uh, total in an individual season. Yeah, so you've got two out of eight. Yeah. Uh, Did, did that, that Death Fortune eh, bloke get 15? No, I was, cham- was, cha- was that championship again? He got. I swear he was in the Premier League. He got 11. 11. Not okay, four. not me. Yeah. Um, you've got oh, number God. one and you've got number seven in this list. Okay. Um, oh, God. This is, this is quite difficult for me. Um... <laughs> Oh, you can't you can't give me a limit of how many guesses I'm allowed. Yeah, because, you, can, uh, you can guess <laughs> yeah. as much as you want. But last yeah, week yeah. you, you uh, get, get, gave me a proper curveball with the Italian yeah. so I'm definitely yeah, yeah. back. Okay, so uh I didn't oh, I'm trying to think of who, who, who played for No, he wouldn't have got fifteen. So this is, this is all time. It's not just one season, this is all time. I'm, ju- I'm just thinking across. I'm just trying to think back across, across your time in the Prem. Because um, obviously, let's be honest, majority of Wolves, Wolves weren't there, obviously. So um, There's a few appearances. I can think, did that Olsen get 15? No, but it's not the worst shout. Um, he had an eight, so he had a fair eight, few. Okay. Yeah. James Morrison? Yes, he's number two in the list. So, Odden Wingy's first with 30. Morrison yeah. second with 29. And then so on, so uh, on. Gira? No, but I'm surprised. He got 12. Okay, Gira got 12. Okay, so, so I've, had a, I've, had, I've, had, I've had a couple that were really close. They're knocking on the door. Um, there's, there's some very obvious ones. Even for a Wolves fan, there's some obvious ones here. Is there? Yeah. Um, and then a couple maybe which I'm su- not surprised about but c- 
couple. I'd, I'll be surprised did, if he's get. Did, did, did Pereira get 15 last year? No, he was close, though. I think he got 12. Uh, 11 did he get 12? One, okay. 11 in one season. Um, decent. So you've got the top goal scorer. You've got second and you've got seventh in this list of eight. Yeah. You can get one more. We'll reconvene okay. a bit later on. All right. Um, let, me just, let me just think. Let me just think. Oh, God. I'm, I'm having to rewrap my brains here. Um, oh, God. For all the Wolves fans it. at home, this might be equally as difficult. And for all the Albion fans at home, they'll be thinking this is the easiest question ever. JB, next week, find me a Wolves-related one and you could Yeah, well... Um, James Morrison, I've said Gira. Um, no, I'm, I'm still in sort of Albion Championship mode. I, I don't... I'm... I'm, 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 I'm yeah, it's. It, I mean, there oh. are players from that team who played an awful lot of Premier League games. Yeah, I just don't think they would have hit 15 goals. Um, who, who, I'm trying to think who, who, who when we were in the Premier League couple of seasons, obviously when, when you tanked us, I'm trying to think who. Yeah, I've said Olsen, yeah. I've said, 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 there's a few um, from that era though. Yeah, another two yeah. of Oh, okay. Um, Jesus. I'm going to have to get my thinking cap on. Yeah, come back. No worries, come back buddy. We'll, come, we'll back come back to, back to you yeah. a little bit later on. Come back. Um, I think, come I think back. you're going to get them. I think they're going yeah. to come to you because you know the players and eventually, yeah, yeah, sure. by crook, you'll get it. Uh-huh. Okay, so JB, this um, this week we are relatively happy, both of us. Um, Albion, mm-hmm convincing win obviously we have lost since we last spoke as well and we will briefly talk about that um but you're not too displeased with the one all draw against Leeds are you JB talk me through how you maybe escape with a point there yeah not not too displeased with the point but I was displeased with the performance yeah um it was it was a, a difficult watch if, if I'm honest um obviously we, we got we got the early goal again we started off quite well uh, and we got the sort of the early goal f- f- from that early press that we, we seem quite keen on doing at the moment, which, which is nice. Naturally, you're going to expect Leeds to come back at us. You know, they're not they're not, they're not going to exactly just you know play out and hope for the best. They're not that kind of team. But we just looked very one-dimensional. We looked very dysfunctional, um, and particularly in the second half, Leeds absolutely mullered us, like mullered us. Um, the, the, I, th- I thought the subs were made too too late. Um, it was just a really difficult watch, to be honest. I, I don't really know what to pinpoint, but I think there's a few there's a few areas that I think stand out for me. When Neves doesn't play, our midfield is is non functional. It's it, it's it's non-existent. Uh, Moutinho and Dendonka just aren't aren't a duo that can play together. You know, as good as Moutinho has been and still can be in, in fits and spurts if he hasn't got somebody alongside him that allows him to tick, he's not the same player. Then Donk is just a runner. Um, so without Neves, we, we, midfield gets bypassed really, really easily. Traore wasn't at the races at all. They, they nullified him really, really easily. Um, it was just a really difficult watch. And you just, you knew that the, the, um, the lead equaliser was inevitable. You knew, you knew it was coming. Um, they brought on the lads. We we obviously got together at the weekend and we spoke about. It. Brought on the lad. I think his name is Joey Geldar, I think. Yeah. Um, and and he he basically did to us what Pedence did to Villa the week before, and sort of completely turned the game on its head. Uh, we we he, 
he, he, was, he was just magnificent. He, he, he had about two or three shots. He had good feet in the box. Still, he dallied around a few of our players, created options for them, created us problems. Um, yeah, and it was him that won the penalty. The penalty itself, you know, listen, I still believe, I think it's soft. I think it's soft, but it's I can see... I can, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a penalty, but I yeah. think it's soft. Um, I, 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 I do, yeah, you know. I, 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 think, I think if it hadn't been given, this is where, this, this is where I'm going to leave it at. If it hadn't have been given, VAR wouldn't have overturned it. Nailed on. Nailed on, VAR wouldn't have overturned it. So that, to me, says... It's a bit soft. It could have gone either way because VAR would not have overturned had it been given. I'm not kicking off and saying, oh my God, it was not a penalty. Listen, if, if it's the other way, down the other end, I'm screaming for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's a bit soft. Yeah. The guy's got in front of Samado. Samado has made the mistake by leaving his arm in to lean on him. Samado had a torrid time. Listen, I'm Samado's biggest fan. I was biggest fan. I'm really rating, but he had a torrid time. Um, and in the end, I was, I was, we were lucky to get out. Even when they equalised, I think it was about 27 seconds left on the clock or something. I was worried they might score again, to be honest. That's how the game felt. Um, sort of thing. So, yeah, to, to get out of there with a the point was good. If we'd have had this chat a couple of weeks ago, Keith, and you'd have said, right, you're going to come out of Villa and Leeds away with four points, I'd have snapped your hand off. Absolutely, so, in that, respect, yeah. in, in that respect, it's a fantastic four points to come away with over the last you know, seven, seven days, if you like, seven, you know, Saturday to Saturday. Um, but the performance was worrying, if I'm honest. It had that element of Brentford about it, where we looked devoid of ideas. It looked a bit Nuno-esque. It looked like Leeds just were toying with us at times. Um, and it was a little bit worrying. And again, the subs came far too late for my liking. Um, so yeah, not, not, not great, to be honest. Performance-wise, not great. One of our, yeah, definitely one of our worst of the season, but it's a point. So, you know, you have to take the silver lining where it is sort of thing. But yeah, diff- difficult watch. And I think particularly because Everton, we've got Everton next week. Everton had that crazy loss um, the same day. They're going to have their, you know, they're going to be licking their wounds sort of thing. And, and, and they could be a really dangerous animal next week. So we, we've got to up the ante massively for me. So yeah, good point, but really disappointed performance. We were very, very lucky. Yeah, I think that's um, that's probably summed it up very well. Leeds probably the better side in the day. Wolves could have possibly um, done with scoring a bit later. I know it's a cliche, but you can score too early, and Albion had that against Swansea midweek. Absolutely. Yeah, it it, it dictates the game state, um, or rather, the game state dictates the pattern of play a lot. Um, and Wolves aren't a team who want to get on top and then maybe consolidate. Um, pass it around the back or whatever. Wolves are a fast team and they, they want to be open. They want to be aggressive. So it, it, if Wolves score very, very early on, that's going to invite pressure onto a team who normally like to be the ones throwing bodies forward. Um, and yeah, with, yeah, Leeds, sure. with Leeds, of course, um, able to not pick that off as you like because it was late on when the goal went in, but with Leeds sort of able to execute their game plan a little bit, I feel like maybe Wolves did score a bit early, which you know is a bit of a yeah, definitely, game. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, I think, I think if we are setting out our pattern, we are fast starters. You know, we've had a couple of early goals this season. Yeah, if that's our game plan to to to, to get out the blocks, get an early goal, we need to keep that press on. We we can't. We're not good enough to defend a one 0 lead for the whole game. That's that's not our style of play. Our back three and our well, our back five, if you like, aren't good enough for that. 
we need to carry on that. We need to go and get a two, three nil lead and, and be and then be able to have that little bit of comfort zone. We're not good enough to, to defend a, a one nil lead for 86 minutes or whatever it was. I think it was after four minutes we scored, I think. Um, yeah. we, we're, not, we're not that good. We need to keep up. And that's what we did a couple of times last season. It was a very few times. It's funny because we, we spoke about this, didn't we, in the week. I said I listened to a couple of our old pods and I was listening back, which is really interesting listening. And a couple of times I kept saying, you know, when we get out the blocks, we need to score what, you know, a couple of goals early doors if we're going to be good enough to see it through for the three points. And the only times I remember us doing it really last year was against Sheffield United first game. And I think we did it against Palace at home. I think we were turning up mm-hmm. in about 10 minutes or something like that. And that's what we could have done with against Leeds, really. We could have done with, you know, going at them again when they were fragile after getting that early goal because they were there for the taking initially. Because first half, Leeds were poor, really, really poor. And, and, and I remember thinking, Christ, if we just up the ante a little bit, we can get two or three in, the game's put to bed, but we didn't. Um, and that just allowed them to get in at half-time, one nil down, which suited them. Bielsa doing what he does. And they came out a different animal the second half and we, we didn't know what to do with them. And like I said, we were lucky to escape with the point. So, yeah, so there's definitely lessons to be learned and I hope that I hope Bruno gets it right against Everton. Absolutely. Um, JB, just to round up on um, our Wolves chat at the start of this pod, uh, I'm going to say uh, a word linked to Wolves. All I want you to do is reply the first word that comes to your mind. So if I, okay. say, if I say Nuno, you might say negative. Or if I say... Oh, okay. um, yeah, you, you understand what we're doing here. Okay, okay, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. So, first name on that list, Neves. Missed. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, indispensable was the word that came to yeah. my mind. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. so. I missed is exactly right. Um, yeah. Jose Sar. Outstanding. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. What a keeper. Yeah, that's four words. Um, <laughs> Bruno Large. Oh gosh, bear with me on this one. <laughs> Undecided. He is or you are. Both. <laughs> um, I think. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry, okay. Carry on. Moutinho. Um, oh goodness me. <laughs> the pain on your face trying to sum this there up. There is, there way. is, because it's, it's, um, yeah. So this is my word for meeting, obviously. But this is where <laughs> I was last year. This is where I was last year. We knew now yeah. when you know Wolves fans were being accused of thinking the grass was always greener and being grateful for what you've got. Um, and and in the end, we were proven right. Um, um can I suggest one? St- yeah, go for it. Declining. Yeah, stalwart, something like that. Or, 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 or I want to say like standing, sort of. There's, uh, there is a word that I'm saying, so, uh, like, yeah. Is, it, is he still what, at the what, level? What, what, Can he still work no, at two in the Premier League? No, not for me. Not for me. We, 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 two we, 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 it does work sometimes. I know I'm sounding contradictory because... We've played some really good football with Neves and Moutinho together. It just worries me that that is our only option. As soon as one of those two aren't there, we look devoid. And and yeah. particularly Neves. And I just think our lack of depth is showing. Den Donker isn't the man. Listen, you know, he, he's a professional footballer. He's, he's first choice to Belgium. There's something about him that managers like. But for me, I, I'm just not 
I, I just I see him as a runner and a bit of a workhorse. A water um, carrier, to borrow a phrase from uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the way that we play football, he doesn't fit into that system. Um, and I, yeah, it, I just our lack of depth. And I know, I mean, people just listen to this part and go, "Oh my god, he said this every week," but it's true. I just our lack of depth, whether it be through in, whether it be through injuries or whether it be through a, a, a difficult performance in terms of when you want to switch things up. A lack of depth across the board, it shows a lot sometimes. I always say we're a couple of injuries away from crisis or when you turn out a really poor performance, you go, actually, what, what could he have done differently? Okay, could have started Neves, but, you know, Neves can't carry everybody. Um, you know, but, but Bolly was injured again. You know, to be fair, you know, Kilman was excellent again. You know, Saïs was all right. Cody was okay in fits and spurts. But yeah, it was it was just a difficult one, mate. It, it's, <laughs> it was. It's, no it's one just, else is difficult. It, well, I, asked for, I asked for a one-word answer. That was about 300 words. Well, um, you know me, mate. I know I've changed yeah, your <laughs> True to form, James. But um, yeah, I've, no, I've that's it. Yeah. I've got a couple more. I, I love that, though, because that's why I asked Moutinho. Um because it, 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 it's, it's a, a difficult one. one is it? It'll go down it, it as a club legend, but you know, every every club legend gets to this point it's, where it's struggle. It's a struggle for them. It, yeah, it's like, like last year we, we were question, we, had, we had a similar conversation last year on the pod about Moutinho, and then we said, you know, yeah, have his legs gone where he's? And literally the next week he popped up and scored. He, he got man of the match performance against Arsenal, scored a scream, a dictated oh, yeah, play, yeah. and he's got that in his lock, and he just and he does sometimes look like it's really easy, but. I don't know. Maybe it's not Moutinho. Maybe maybe it's something else. I, I don't know. But I, ju- I just think where we're going under under Bruno is is he? Yeah, maybe the, sort of, maybe the system's a bit quick for a thirty-four year old cultured midfielder. And that, that, that's that's what, possibly, and that's where I am with Dendonka because Dendonka hasn't got the footballing ability of Neves and Moutinho. So for me, Moutinho and and Dendonka are just are just not Wolves players at the moment. No, that sounds really harsh. I didn't mean like, then don't no, not for me. But you know what I mean? Just, yeah. And yeah. that's and that's sorry, that's what I was gonna say. For me, Bruno is trying to implement his own system with Nuno's players. And for some of them it's working, and for some of them it isn't. And that's why for me he needed to be, and I hope he's backed. So he can he can bring in who he wants to bring in because I feel like you can see he's trying to do something differently, but with a set of players that aren't his. Um yeah. Um, I suppose. JB, a little, I suppose. A little, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree yeah. with all of that. Um, and maybe this next word might set you on a, a big tangent as well. Um, <laughs> one word answer, JB. Um, yeah. Fosun. Um. Uh, expanding. Expanding. Okay, go on. It, 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 expand on your answer because Fosun that are now in charge of Wolves are not the same Fosun necessarily that were incredibly invested financially and um, yeah, yeah, like um, that they were. A couple so, of years so, ago. so, so they're, they're put there. They're very much branching out into like esports, commerce, you know, fashion brands that they create. They've now created a company called Fosun Sports Limited. I think, I think that was tweeted this morning by Fosun. I'm sure that was this morning. I read it, um, and and you know, so under this umbrella of Fosun Sports, they've got the the esports thing. They've they've gone into North America and they've got some investment from a a company in North America. 
Um, I, I don't know whether Wolves are just going to be a little... I can't give you an answer on this because I, I, I'm in two minds. I don't know whether Wolves are going to become a little entity within their huge enterprise in this and we almost become lost in their, what they're aiming for. Yeah. Or whether actually we, or whether actually we become central to it because of the Wolves brand yeah. in terms of you know the, the, the obviously you know we're you know we Wolves sponsor the the Le Mans cars they've got their own Le Mans team or the the Tour in France some kind of car team we've got our own esports team there's the Wolves fashion outlets in China and Beijing and stuff and obviously they want to do a tour in America next year that's pretty much done and dusted they want to do a preseason tour in America. Um, so I can't decide whether or not folks, whether we're shrinking in their portfolio, whether actually we're central to it. I, I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I, I guess time will tell. Definitely. Um, certainly the, the investment in playing staff has waned a little bit, which is something we've covered a Seems lot. So, I mean, yeah. This is a this is a, an issue which we <clears throat> we aren't nearly qualified enough to talk about um in yeah. terms of uh, Chinese foreign policy, but I think it's, yeah. it's a bit of a um, a theme with um, offshore investments for uh, Chinese investors at the moment, and I think maybe that's why um, you do get a little bit little bit of this with. Um, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Are they are they getting the investment from other from other people so they can spend the money that way? I, I'm, I'm Who not, knows? We don't know. Do I'm, we? Not, I'm, I'm not that business yeah. qualified, if you like. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I don't know, but. I think time will definitely tell. They're definitely expanding folks now. They're definitely reaching out into different areas that are that are evolving and become they're becoming big, big sectors. You know, they're not Daphos and they're not a multi, multi billion pound um, asset company for no reason. But yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether we're going to become central to their plans or whether we're going to have to just get lost in a world of of, of other things. It's um, it's really interesting times. Put yeah, it that way. Absolutely. Um, JB, that just about wraps that section up. Um, yep. Really good to get your thoughts on the game and a few things. Um, yeah, yeah, excellent. Wider wall, if you like. Okay, so over to the other half of the Black Country now. As we've already alluded to, um, Albion have lost once since we last recorded JB. Um, our episode went out on Wednesday night when Albion were playing Swansea. Uh, we very briefly covered that and said it would be a clash of styles. We said that Albion would be able to implement their game plan and Swansea would be able to implement theirs. Both of those things happened, but as we covered with Wolves, um, Albion scored too early um, and the game plan sort of went out the window. Um for Albion, it was a strange performance because when we implement Valball, plan A, to the nth degree, we do it really well, it works. When it's this sort of not quite Valball and we've been nullified and we, we don't really play at that 100 mile an hour tempo, then we start to see some problems. And Swansea found it very, very easy to just get in behind with a long ball. Um, and we were outplayed. Uh, beaten by the better team on the night and Swansea made us look very disorganised despite going ahead early on. Um, second game of this uh, game week, if you like. Um, Saturday, 3pm, rarity for Albion at the moment. Uh, Bristol City, I, I mean, it took about three hours to play the game, uh, but it was lovely to see a Saturday 3pm kickoff. Um, if anyone doesn't know, before the game, there was a medical emergency in the Albion end. Um, thankfully, all is well, uh, apparently, with the Albion fan, which is great news. Um, and then 
at half time, there was a medical emergency in the Bristol City end. Um, apparently, once again, all is well with that Bristol City fan, which is fantastic. Um, there was also a lengthy injury on the pitch um, for about 10 minutes in the first half, which meant um, it was it was about half five when we got out of the ground um, or 20 past five. So it was it was much, much, Light much one, yeah. than it would be. Yeah. But um, anyway, onto the football that day. It was as we called it, JB. Um, we both said that it would be that performance Albion have been threatening to put in for a little while, but not quite put together. Um, we said it would be 3-4-0. We both predicted 3-0. Um, Albion could have won 5 or 6. Uh, much better than Bristol City. Every part of the game plan worked really well. We pressed high. We won the ball. We scored a fantastic team goal off the bat. Jordan Hugel finally off the mark as an Albion player, um, which is a bit of a shame because now we might play the next game as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then long throw um, Kyle Bartley gets his head on it goal that's another fa- uh, aspect of the plan and then the final goal um, Carlin Grant pressing high dodgy back pass from Premier League winning defender Danny Simpson and uh, Carlin Grant took his finish really really confidently so it was um a bit of a complete performance, I'd say. It wasn't perfect, and we could have, we should have scored more goals than we did, uh, which is uh, worrying because we won't have as many chances in our next game, which we will get onto a bit later on. So yeah, it would have been, it would have been nice to have actually won four, five, six nil, um, as it always is, um, because we let a few chances get away. Other than that, I'd say it was perfect. One thing that really did catch my eye. And it's caught the eye of a lot of the Albion fan base was the midfield too. Um, again, I do not want to sound like um, I'm wise after the event, but I, when I was chatting about the game beforehand to my dad, I said, if Moet's not fit still, obviously Livermore was suspended for this game. I said, if Moet's not fit still, and we go Snodgrass and uh, Jason Malumbi, we've got no choice but to play a bit more football. Uh, and we did. We uh, Those two registered the highest pass completion of any central midfielders for Albion this season. Um, Snodgrass just looks really, really good at the level. Um, he's a cultured midfielder. Um, and I think he's earned his place as, as an understudy to Moa. I, I wouldn't be starting him over Alex Moa. Um, I think this polarises opinion at the moment. But I think he's done enough to be a credible stand-in as and when needed. Um, and I think Malumbi's done enough to oust uh, Livermore, if I'm honest, I wouldn't be starting Jake Livermore in the next game when, if and when he's available. So, yeah, interesting one because we we really won the midfield battle for the first time in a, quite a few weeks, and we're going to go and play Fulham, and they've got a lot of quality, a lot of technical quality in that team, likes of Bobby Deckard over Reed, um, Seri, obviously Mitrovic up front. They can just outplay you if you allow them to. So that'll be a really interesting one. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be adverse to Robert Snodgrass coming in. Um, and I would wholeheartedly support Jake Livermore not starting that Fulham game. Um, anyway, we'll get on to Fulham in a little while. Um, yeah, just pleased, really. Um, one of those days that everything went right. And when we did get home about midnight, uh, we were three points further <laughs> off. Yeah, no, it's um, it was looked a good win to be fair. Like I, said, I, I didn't catch it because obviously I'm watching the Wolves game as well. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, I, th- I think I think by all accounts of ca- catching some of the highlights, speaking to yourself, it was pretty comfortable. Um, and so, sort of, like I said, went exactly the way that we expected it to. And uh, we both knew, thought, and knew really that you'd have too much sort of quality and power for Bristol City. Yeah. Um, and that and that was proven really. Talking of that, 
I just want to do a sort of a similar thing that you did with myself there, kids. Actually, just want to throw a couple of words at you, um, and see what your sort of one word response is, if you like. Okay. I know you're sort of better. I know you're better at keeping it to one word than I am, but um, <laughs> we'll give it a go. If you do, if you do want to go off on a tangent, I'll forgive you because uh, I'm okay. pretty bad for that myself. So, so I've got got a few. For you, so here we go, Ishmael. Um. Inspirational. In that, so I've got a, a strange look on the other end of this Zoom call. All I mean by that is I can get behind everything he's doing. It's flawed. It's yeah, not yeah. perfect, but I do hundred percent support it. That's been that's been my tone since week one. Go back and listen to the podcast. This is not just me being yeah, up yeah. Three, no win. I am all in on foul ball. Um, so yeah, inspirational <laughs> in the sense I feel genuinely inspired to support my football team by the man in charge. Carry on, JB. Mawat. Um, tidy. Grant. Confident. Mm. Lie. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> as in, in Gauchan like or you saying Carl and Grant being confident uh, no, to no, no I'm on about your owner yeah 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 anonymous yeah anonymous, anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Any, any more for me JB yeah last one but this, this has got a question mark on the end okay promotion probably <laughs> I think you wanted a yes or no pick, 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 pick them splinters out mate <laughs> right okay um, so no, <laughs> so on on that question I'll take my tangent clause here on yeah, that yeah. question are we good enough to get promoted yes but are Fulham and Bournemouth good, to get, good enough to get promoted yes obviously three people go up um, in the championship so it's perfectly feasible that that would happen but it's quite rare that the best three teams are the three who are promoted, if you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, sure, I, sure, I, sure. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to name yeah. my calls to the master. I'm going to say we're good enough. This is a team who have the lowest expected goals against and the second highest expected goals for in the league. Uh, but we're also in contention with two very, very good sides. No one's kept as many clean sheets as Bournemouth. No one's scored as many goals as Fulham. There's really... Um, not much to choose in that battle, but the top three now will be the top three come the end of the season. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that Incre- incre- incredible uh, again, without you know going on about it because I say it again every week, but obviously, I keep on talking about how tight the championship is. Yeah, I saw the league table, it is incredible. From what was it, fourth or fifth? Fifth, fifth to 11th, yeah, fifth to 12th or fifth to 11th, it's one point. I know. One. Oh, oh, it's, oh, oh, it's fifth to thirteenth. is two points. Let, let me I double think. check. So Luton are on twenty-one yeah. points in fifth. Blackpool in eleventh, also on twenty-one points. So from I mean that, yeah, from Coventry in fourth down to Sheffield United in fourteenth. There's six points. So that's one week in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Unbe- unbelievable. If that, yeah. if that continues at that rate. You know that what 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 a finish potential the league is is, is going to have absolutely, um, and you would you would say be... that any three of um, Coventry, Luton, bearing this along this Coventry, Luton, yeah, yeah. Middlesbrough, QPR, Huddersfield, Stoke, Millwall, Blackpool, any of those teams would realistically expect one of the three remaining 
uh, playoff spaces. So yeah, yeah. a lot of teams yeah, absolutely disappointed. Uh, and of course, Sheffield United have found a little bit of form. Um, yeah, not not you know not the form people expected them to have at the start of the season, but it's not as bad as it was. Um, sure. Nottingham Forest as well have really turned a corner um, under the new manager. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's teams even further down than that who would pr- wouldn't see themselves out of it at this early stage. But yeah, what what a league! So exciting. And yeah, very I'm glad, very good. I'm glad we've got that little buffer to be to the top six, if you like. So we, we're on 28, Fulham 29, then Bournemouth way ahead on 34. Um, us and Fulham have sort of got that little buffer. So we're six points yeah, yeah. Of the team in um, sixth place at the moment. So that does does help us a little bit. But yeah, we, we'll sure. be looking up to the top two rather than down at the top six over the next, um, how many games left? 32? Yeah, 32 games. Yeah. Yeah, um, really interesting one. And we will get into what is a proper blockbuster uh, of a championship clash a little bit later on when we uh, return to preview the games. But JB, um, we're going to return to something else first. We have a trivia question which has gone unfinished so far. I can see the panic in your eyes um, just at the thought of having to name five more <laughs> scorers. So the question, if anybody can't remember from the start of the pod, is uh, which eight players have scored 15 or more Premier League goals for West Bromwich Albion? JB at the moment has um, Peter Rodden-Wingy and James Morrison, who are one and two in that list, and also Romelu Lukaku, who is seventh in that list, um, with 17 goals in his solitary season at the Hawthorns. So you've got five names to go, JB. You were sort of you were you were a bit you were quite warm earlier. I didn't want to say, but you weren't a million miles uh, off with some of your shouts. I think I've got three. I'm hoping I've got three. Okay. So I, I think I've got three, but after that, I'll be honest with you. I'll have to pluck a few out the air. So I'm, right. I'm hoping and assuming that Shane Long is one. He is. That's a great shout. Yeah. I did not think you were going to yeah. get that. So you got four yeah. of them now. Yeah. Uh, Berahino. Yeah. Great shout. You've got. So you've got one. Two, five, six, seven at the moment. Rondon, yeah, great shout. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'm those two. I've wrapped my brain to the story, but after that, I've never got left three or two. Yeah, you, so you've got two to go. You, you've named every striker on this list, JB. That's not a bad effort, you know, to have got every striker. So you, the strikers are Odd and Wingy, Rondon, Berahino, Shane Long, Lukaku. Um, you also have James Midfield. Morrison, and yeah, see James Morrison, two more who aren't strikers. James Morrison was my James Morrison and Olsen were my sort of my two. I thought I knew I'd get the strikers eventually because, yeah, um, but uh, Morrison, you're missing Morrison the person not. who is bottom of this list um, with just 15 goals. I say just 15. He's got 15 goals, so he's uh, the list. Would James like McLean, James McLean didn't get fifteen. No, 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 no. Would you go like on then? Yeah, give me a clue. Yeah, go on. Yeah, um, go on. Both of these players represent the same national team. <laughs> it just feels like it's got to be Ireland or score. It's got not necessarily, not necessarily but it feels like. Uh, oh gosh! So no, your two know. clues are. They play together yeah. at Albion. Um, yeah. None of them are strikers. None of them are strikers and they play for the same national team. Uh, 
If you get one, you'll get the I'll be, other. I'll be, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be so annoyed. I, I, I'm going to struggle to get this, but I'm going to, I'm going to think about it. What what are what are them? A bit of a shocker, Jamie. You've not got one of them. Uh, if I'm honest, really. I saw, Keith Andrews didn't get 15 for you today. No, 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 he wasn't there very no. long. Yeah, I think yeah. he only got one, and we both know did in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I? Um, oh. If I say to you, JB. Yeah, um, you probably have to spell it out for me. Come for me, these last two. Yeah. Mr. West Bromwich Albion in the 21st century. Top appearance maker in the 21st century. Oh, Gareth McCauley. No. Um, he's on the list. He's eighth. But who was his compatriot that he that is also on this list? Is that Northern Ireland? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, Chris Brunt. <laughs> yes, oh, Jamie. God, yeah. <laughs> God. Bloody <laughs> Chris Brunt, yeah, Christ. You'd say yeah, what, I'm going to forget I know him. we went yeah. around the houses, but uh, all around yeah. the home nations. I, do you know, I, 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 well I, I, I wouldn't have got him. I, unbelievably, I wouldn't have got him if you hadn't given me that clue. That was just out of my head. Earlier, you spoke about that championship team that tormented Wolves, and you spoke about um, who was there when Wolves went up and, you know... Yeah, yeah. Inside in those derbies in the Premier League, Chris Bunn is the answer to both of those questions as well. Chris Bunn <laughs> is there through all of that. Um, yeah, Chris Bunn is yeah, third in that list. Just, by the way, just completely, completely forgot about him. Yeah, he's third in that list, and then uh, Gareth McCauley um, has 15 goals, which is phenomenal for a centre. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Brilliant. But yeah, it's there crazy. you go. So that full list um, in order. Odden Wingy, 30 goals. Morrison, 29 goals. Chris Brunt, 24. Rondon, also 24. Saido Berahino, 23. Shane Long, 19. Lukaku, 17. And Gareth McCauley, 15 goals. Uh, well done, JB. I'll take my hat off to you. <laughs> even with a lot of clues, I don't know if I'd have got the Wolves equivalent to that question. Um, yeah. It was um, something Wolves-related for next week. I'll have a go. Yeah, I will, I will do, mate. I will do. Yeah, put me I'll on try, I'll, try not to, I'll, try not to, I'll try not to make it before you were born or something. So Yeah, yeah. please don't do that because that'll be... <laughs> um, yeah. um, on the subject of before I was born, and I wasn't sure whether I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, but um, JB, you... And I got together on Saturday night uh, and we had a bit of a party. We were chatting. There's a couple of Wolves fans there. Obviously, your family are all Wolves fans. I'm the only Albion fan there. Um, and we were chatting to a family friend um, and we were talking about um, eras gone by. Um, and the question came up, who would you rather have? Uh, and this is before both of our eras. So I'm going to put this out on social media as a poll. And I'm going to ask this, take the decision out of our hands. I do want to mention it on air. Um, would you rather have in their absolute prime, height of their ability, a prime Cyril Regis or a prime Steve Bull? Now, a lot of Wolves fans will say Steve Bull because he's a club legend. But the Wolves fan in question um, said, he shook his head. He said, not even the debate. It's Cyril Regis. He said, Cyril Regis um, was a was different class to Steve Bull, it, to quote the, the Wolves fan. Um, but I want to put this out on our Twitter page and see what sort of 
response we're going to get. Because obviously both of these players played for both Albion and Wolves, but we didn't get a good version of Steve Bull and uh, Wolves didn't get a good version of Cyril Regis. So if we ask the question based on their prime, um, uh, which would you rather have in your side? Uh, I think it'd be really interesting to see what result we come up with. What do you reckon? Uh, which way do you reckon it will go, JB? I think you go heavily Cyril Regis, to be honest. Like I said, both before our era. Obviously, I, I watched Bully, you know, I watched course, him yeah. many, 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 many times. Um, but from what I can gather, Cyril Regis and what I've read and seen and stuff, again, I suppose they were sort of different. The were different eras, if you like. I suppose, I think it was Massive Regis, sort of like, yeah. you know, it was the 70s going into the 80s, was it? I think Cyril Regis, I think. Yeah, exactly. Or, or my yeah. Dude, yeah. Was, so Regis was and mid- that, 70s into the yeah. uh, into the eighties, and whereas Bully was the eighties into the nineties. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, 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 so di- different games and stuff, and 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 the you know the way that would have had to have gone about the business. But I'll be honest with you, this one is a little bit over my head because yeah. I, I didn't watch. So I kind of go off like things I've seen on you know ITV news or YouTube or when clubs have tweeted course, stuff in yeah. the past. So, um, but from oh, oh, the the, the wall funding question. Um, it, was, it was a very good family friend who I, I trust implicitly. If, if he's saying Cyril Regis, then um, I, I would back that 100%. Yeah, I, I think it'd be really interesting uh, to see what, what result we do get from that. Yeah. Okay, so back to the present day and back to uh, this coming weekend. JB, I want to start with Wolves. Um, yes. so we have a little bit of time to preview what is a, a massive, massive game in the Championship this weekend. Um, but first, we're going to go to... Um, Wolves uh, and Everton at home on Monday, if I'm not mistaken, JB. Correct. Yeah, yeah. correct. How are you feeling? Yeah, for this? correct. Obviously, they're off the um, back of a terrible loss as well. Yeah, unbelievable loss. So it could go either way for them. They could literally still be scarred from it potentially, um, or they could be licking their wounds and be a, a, a different animal. Um, for me, it's a really funny one because I think both Wolves and Everton are coming off the back of really poor performances. Um, <laughs> which could go either way. We could both be absolutely up for it, round to go, and it could be an absolute belter, or it could be an absolute honker. Um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a real funny one. I'm feeling a little bit like it's one of those games where I don't think anything, I, I, I've got no real inkling about it. Um, for me, it's one of them where just, you know, for me, we're at home, we should be looking to bounce back. We should be looking to take advantage of an Everton side that have just conceded five at home to Watford. Um, and for me, I should be. I think we should be looking for a win. But there was just something about that Leeds performance that concerned me. And I just think, I hope that he does enough on the training ground this week to implement any changes that he needs to. Um, so, yeah, it's a funny one, really. And on Monday night as well, it's the, the weekend's football's gone. You're back to work. And it's a bit of a funny feeling. I think playing on a Monday night, really. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you. If you to me now, JB, if, 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 you know, take a point with job. Yeah, I probably would based on what I saw okay. today. But I still think we should. I still, I still think we should be aiming. I, I, I think every game at home should be looking to win it. Apart from obviously your best yeah. sides in the league, you know, you know, your Cities and your Chelsea and your Liverpool's, etc. Um, but I think against against your Everton's and, and like for me, you know, we we should be looking to win that game. But I just, I just don't want us to lose. I don't want us to fall into a slippery slope where, you know, we, 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 we poor against Leeds. We lose against Everton. We've then got to go the week after next. We've got to go to Palace away, who obviously going quite well under Patrick Vieira. 
Um, and then you then all of a sudden you're into international break, I think. And, and, and you, you want to keep a bit of momentum going. So for, for me, I, I'd like to see us continue our unbeaten run. Um, but yeah, it, it's a funny one. I, I don't really know what to think about it, if I'm honest. How many it's, games is it unbeaten, JB? Well, I think we'd won four out of our last five prior to Saturday. I don't know. That was it. So we, we'd won. We've, it's definitely four unbeaten. 100% okay. it's four unbeaten because, yeah. because we'd have won on Saturday. That would have been the first time we've won four games on the trot in the Premier League. Wow. Um, so, it's definitely, so it's definitely four unbeaten. Yeah. Um, so you've played so Brentford and then since Brentford, you've played Southampton, Newcastle, Villa. Newcastle. Yeah, four yes. unbeaten, yeah. F- four unbeaten. So for me, we've got to be looking to keep that going. So I think when you get an unbeaten one going, you, it, it's really good for the confidence and, you know, that sort of flows through the team. So that's the, when I say I'd take a point, I mean, I'd take it in terms of like, I'd take not losing. But I just think at home against a team that have just conceded five at home to Watford, you've got to be looking at sort of going at them and, and picking up points. Um, yeah, so f- for me, it, it, like I say, it's a funny one. I'm not quite sure where where I place my money on this one, but... Yeah, I, I, def- I think it'll I, be I def- an interesting I'm, 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 yeah, Sorry, mate, carry on. No, you're all right, Jeremy. I, I think it'll be an interesting matchup because I can't quirk, quite work out what Wolves' style is. Um, are they a counter-attacking team? Are they a front-foot team? I think they're maybe both of those things. Um, they, yeah. they tend to have less possession than their opponents, maybe, but more chances than their opponents, which would show that they're a very um, productive... Um, counter-attacking team if you like but I think generally they have about 50-50% possession I, I would guess um, yeah, I yeah. simply check Everton's possession stats and they're right down there they're, they're bottom three for average pos- uh, possession so um, Newcastle are, uh, or rather Burnley are bottom of the league with 39.4% uh, then we've got Newcastle with 403 um, and next is Everton with 413 obviously Everton's style is built around a lot of crossing um, and yeah. quite often letting the other team have the ball. Rafa's always been based around defensive solidity. Um, so I think Wolves will be allowed to play on the front foot in this game. Um, and I, I think Wolves will win. I think Wolves yeah. have got enough. They, they, you know, they've got enough to hurt Everton while the likes of... Uh, I don't know if Yerry Mean is back, um, but I, I did catch the highlights of that Watford game, Everton-Watford, and... Then Godfrey had an absolute stinker. He was at fault for two of the goals, and they look susceptible at the back to, um, to all well, they just look susceptible to pressure, if you like. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah, sure. And without Calvert Lewin up front as well, I love Salomon Rondon, but he's no dominant Calvert Lewin. I think they yeah. aren't as dangerous as they were at the start of the season. So I, I think Wolves, Wolves will have enough, and Everton don't have yeah. enough to hurt Wolves as it stands. So I, I'm going to go for a. 2-0 Wolves win, I'm going to say, yeah. on, on Monday night. What do you reckon, JB? Yeah, I'll go the same, mate. I'll go the same. I, I was going to say 2-0. I think I'll stick, I'll, I'll, I'll stick my neck on the line again. I came pretty close last week. Um, like I said, for me, I know I started the conversation and I'll take a point now, but that's purely because I think the momentum of keeping an unbeaten run going is really important. Um, but I just think we should have to, I just think at home, on Sky, you know, facing a team have just conceded five against the team we previously, you know, we're looking really, really poor. Um, yeah. You know, we we, we, we we should have too much for them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll match that, mate, and, and go 2-0. And that'd be a really positive result taking. So, like I say, a difficult game next weekend. 
Absolutely. Um, on the subject of our predictions, um, we both did all right last week. Uh, both yeah. the Albion game, perfect score, perfect um, result. Uh, and then you almost nailed the Wolves game as well. You nearly <laughs> had them for the first time ever on the Black Country Ramble, the perfect yeah. uh, Double, result yeah. in both games. But um, that late equaliser for Leeds actually meant that I got both result, uh, both um, results right, rather uh, not both scores, yeah, yeah. but a two-all draw. Is one-all draw in the Wolves game. But yeah, I I feel somehow you were closer than I was. Yeah, I, was, I know, I know. It was um, it was a f- funny one, really. But I listen, it's, it's one, of, it's one of them. Yeah. Um. Right. On to what I think is the first genuine blockbuster of the championship season. So we played Bournemouth on the opening day and it was almost too soon uh, for the build-up. No one knew how good either of us were going to be. Um, if we were to play Bournemouth next week, of course it's a, a blockbuster, but um, it wasn't at the start of the season. We played Sheffield United. They were in a bad run of form. We beat them 4-0 on a Tuesday night. That was a bit of a nothing game and we uh, we made a statement, if you like. However, this is the first time this season, um, and if anyone isn't aware, we play Fulham away half 12 on Saturday afternoon. Uh, this is the first time this season where I'm thinking, okay, this is a this is a season definer. This is a this is a big occasion. We have to go out and perform. Um, it's it's a proper championship blockbuster. I've used the word blockbuster yeah. two times. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I've got blockbuster on the mind. Um, Anti Netflix rhetoric, but uh, <laughs> this is um, yeah, this is a proper, proper big game. We have been on a patchy run of form, but have sort of done okay to pick up enough results to keep pace with Fulham and Bournemouth, uh, or Fulham rather than Bournemouth. Bournemouth have done exceptionally well recently, um, and Fulham have lost a few. They've lost more than Albion but are sitting one point better off because when they play well, they win. Uh, as, you know, most teams do, but, you know, Fulham aren't drawing games is what I'm what I'm trying to say. So, first thing I want to talk about with Fulham is Mitrovic and his start to the season. So, Mitrovic this year is like no championship goal scorer I've ever seen while we've been in the league. He has 15 goals in 14 games, JB, which is which is obscene in the yeah, championship. No, nobody tends to do that. Uh, two of those are penalties. Um, so even if we don't count the penalties, he's got 13 in 14. Um, his shot numbers are off the charts. He's taking more shots than anyone else. He's having more shots on target than anyone else. It's not even close. Um, I did jot down a couple of things earlier, but can't exactly re- can't remember exactly the, the number of shots uh on goal per game. I think it's over four though, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the XG is the really interesting one. So he has 0.85 XG per game. This is a player. We're talking about one player accumulating that amount of XG on average. That's insane. That is such a high amount of, um, or it shows he's having such quality chances. Um, last time he was in the championship, he was the top scorer. Um, and he had a 0.58 XG average game, which is outstanding. That's a really, really good um, level of performance. You know, he's clearly getting into a lot of brilliant positions. But this season, he's he's gone to another level. It's it's yeah. beyond comparison to what anyone else is doing this season, or to my knowledge, what anyone else has done in recent seasons in the championship. 
Um, obviously, some great championship goal scorers sort of precede XG in this data revolution. But um, yeah, Mitrovic is sort of tearing up the rule book on that. He is slightly overperforming his XG, though. So, so I would expect him to slow down. But it's always difficult to predict how much he's going to slow down and when that's going to happen. But, you know, stats and data aside, he is incredibly dangerous. Um, yeah. He's, he's just on another plane to to any other player in the championship at the moment in terms of um, goals output. Um, he's the danger man. We struggled against um, Joel Pirro of uh, Swansea last week. He's a similar profile of striker. He's big. Um, Mitrovic doesn't want to run in behind as much as um, Joel Pirro does, but he's he can do it. If you put Mitrovic through one-on-one, you back Mitrovic to score because he's an excellent, excellent finisher. Um, yeah, I, I think we, if we can't silence Mitrovic, we'll lose this game. Uh, that's the level of performance he's he's at at the moment. Yeah. But there's also more threats in that Fulham side. They're still very much possession-based, uh, maybe not as much as under Scott Parker, but they, they still want to be on the front foot a lot, which might allow Albion to play their style a little bit better. Away from home, Fulham will want to be on the front foot. Um, but yeah, I alluded to it earlier. The quality that they've got in their side um, is essentially a, a, a relegation-level Premier League squad like Albion's is and we you know we alluded to this last week that's the danger of the parachute payments model you end up with this mini league of your Bournemouth Watfords Norwich um, Fulham Albion where they're too good for one league not good enough for um, the other uh, and you know then you sign players like Dwight Gale and Mitrovic and yeah so, yeah sure and sure Colin Grant might find himself in that category soon um, so yeah I I think Fulham are, this is our first proper test of the season. This is this is a test of our credentials. The opening day against Bournemouth doesn't really count because we didn't know what we were going to be like. It was Scott Parker's first game there. This is different gravy. This is a proper um, entertain. Well, I don't know if it's going to be entertaining, but this is a, in prospect, it's a real entertaining clash between two of the proper heavyweights in the league. I think if Bournemouth were, if Bournemouth fans could predict a result, they'd be going for the draw because that would really open things up for Bournemouth to take a huge lead um, into November. Uh, but if we win, we'll jump back up into second. If Fulham win, we're, we're, yeah, if Fulham win, we're more than three points behind them which is always not nice because you need two results to go your way in succession yeah, yeah, sure. rather than just one good week. So, yeah, it, it's imperative we we put a good performance in. If we don't win, we don't win, but we don't want it to be a case of, oh, OK, we've played a top team and we've been dismantled or we've been, we've been put in our place. Uh, and I don't think that will happen. I think we'll have enough to, to put together a really, really strong performance against a really, really strong team. I, I'm really looking forward to it, JB. I yeah. can imagine you'll be watching, um, seeing as we'll yep. sort of play on Monday. Yeah, well, do, mate. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that, actually. I've got the kids this weekend, so I'll have a, have a nice bit of free time to watch that own um, pace. Um, I With your Fulham think... shirt on. You what, mate? With your Fulham shirt on. Oh, mate, it's in the it's in the jewelry for behind and everything, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Next no, to the Bournemouth shirt. <laughs> mate, anybody who Albion play, I'll just nip on eBay the week before and get a shirt. No, in all seriousness, um, I think it'll be a cracking game. I really do. Um, I hope it lives up to the billing. 
you know, again, it's on Sky Sports, Saturday lunchtime, you know, the second second versus third. Um, it's going to be a real tough gig for Albion, I think, personally. I don't mean that in terms of, because I think Fulham are like, miles ahead of Albion. I just think, I, I just think the way Fulham play, I think they're, they're a good side. Um, and uh, like you said, you've touched on Mitrovic already. He's just, he's made for the championship. Um, I'll be honest with you, the, the name Mitrovic still gives me nightmares about when he used to come up against Cody because he used to terrorise Cody. Um, he, he, honestly, I used to, I used to, dread, I used to dread playing Newcastle or Fulham because <laughs> he just terrorised Cody yeah. every time he played us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards a Fulham win, if I'm honest. I, I just think they'll have a little bit too much for Albion. Um, I don't think they're going to run away with it. It's going to be like a 3 4 nil or anything of, of that kind. But I just think I, I, I just think they'll have a little bit too much and I think that they'll be able to manage the game a bit better. Um, I think Mitch Fitch will cause you problems. That, that, saying that, you know, I don't think that defines Albion's season. I know they'll jump up to, did you say the four-point gap if they beat you or three? Yeah, four-point four gap if four. Lose, yeah. so, that's, so, that's, so that doesn't define, listen, you know, it, it's October 30th or whatever it is on, on the weekend, you know, it doesn't define the season. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Fulham will just have that little bit too much. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really good game. I think if Albion come, the interesting thing for me would be, will Ishmael how will Ishmael approach it? Will he try and adjust? And I think we touched on this, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago and asked him when I posed the question. I said, will Ishmael adjust and tweak and, and things like that to work around Fulham? Or will he, will he have confidence in, in the, the Val Ball system, if you like, to, to go at it? I believe in this. I'm going to go at it no matter what because it's a big game in front of the cameras for it to go wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? And then, But then almost if you're tweaking things to suit your opponent, not to suit your opponent because of your opponent, that sometimes plays into their hands. Um, I think there's a lot of potential outcomes to this in terms of how they're set up, how they approach it, what the potential result is. But yeah, we always sort of have to put our neck on the line, don't we, on, the, on this pod and, and predicts. And, and for me, I think, I think Fulham will just have that little bit too much. I, th- I think it'll be 1-0 Fulham for me. Okay, yeah, I could see it, um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure we will be second best for the whole game. If you if you know what I mean, I think we, yeah. we've got more than enough to be dangerous against any team in the league. Um, yeah, despite the game against Stoke, where Stoke properly outclassed us in that game, got to say. Um, other than that, we've been seriously dangerous. We have the best. Um, we have the best XG against in the league. People aren't creating masses of chances against us. The danger is people are creating good quality chances against us. Um, and if you give Alexander Mitrovic a good quality chance, it's a goal, essentially, at this level. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way he's been. Um, I I think we might draw this game, JB. I'm not as I confident as I've been recently. I think a one-all draw um, yeah. tend to have the better of us this doesn't have any bearing on Valerian Ishmael or on Slavisa Yukanovic this is, these are teams from bygone eras um, yeah it happens. Fulham, it happens Fulham just have our number generally for whatever reason uh, even last season Fulham you know we both got relegated and Fulham beat us twice last time we yeah. were, oh no rather um, we got we got a point once and Fulham beat us the other game last time we were in the championship I remember Fulham um, we got a draw in one of the game and a, games, and I believe they might have beat us in the other one. But 
the point I'm trying to make is we never seem to beat Fulham. Um, yeah. We just struggle. It's one of those games we we always seem to struggle in. I think I can only remember a couple of wins against Fulham in recent years. Um, and I remember losing quite a few times. So, But yeah, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Um, Grant and Mitrovic on the score sheet um, to take it up. Uh, yeah. One, one notch on our... Very level. feasible. Yeah, I think so. Um, if I think if we score... If we score really early, again, we might score too early, if you like. Um, but I think if we take the lead, we could win two or three. Okay. I, I do because yeah, yeah. it will it will just in it will force Fulham to really try and implement their style on the game and really yeah, yeah, try sure. and force the issue and we might be able to win uh, win the ball back very high up and um you know really play that Val ball style to that's it the best of our ability. So yeah, there you have it, JB. Um Wolves, we both fancy a Wolves win. You fancy a Fulham win. Fulham win. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna go for a two one Albion win. I've taught myself. Yeah, into, do it. Um, do it. I think do I, it. I was too high on Mitrovic and how dangerous Fulham can be. Um I forgot to think about how good Valerian Ishmael's um hundred mile an hour baggies can actually be. So I think we'll be up for it. I think it'll be a really, really good game. Um if anyone is Go into the Fulham game and happens to have a spare, give me a shout because I live around the corner. And despite having a season ticket and enough loyalty points to go, um, I didn't get a ticket, which is a little bit annoying. Um, but I think there's yeah, I'm every, every Albion fan under the sun wants a ticket for this one. Fulham away is always a popular away day, isn't it? It's yeah, on the river and stuff it's like on that. The it's, river. Always, it's a proper London. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. get any trouble or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, yeah. you know, you, you might get a Victoria uh, sponge thrown at you or something, but. <laughs> you know, you know. Apart from that, not really yeah. much, much going on. No, it's a nice away. I've, yeah. I've done Fulham away a couple of times. It's it's, it's a it's a nice away day, Fulham. Yeah. Um. So, but that is a genuine request. If there is anybody who has a spare ticket in their party, give me a shout. Some round the corner. Um. And yeah. I'll buy you a pint and the ticket off you. Um. But have a lovely weekend, JB. And I hope you. You too, mate. Um. Two classic black country fixtures in the making um anything to add before we leave jb no mate all good uh good seeing you this weekend and safe journey back down to london when you leave thank you very much um to the adoring audience thank you once again for listening um, and remember you can check us out at bcr pod on twitter i will be putting the cyril regis steve ball poll live in the next couple of hours um so it's probably live by the time you're listening to this so please do get involved let us know your thoughts um and by all means call us out on the you know hold us to account on the things that we say because <laughs> more often than not we're wrong um but yeah don't be shy get involved that's the nature that's the nature of the beast absolutely jb um so all there is to say now is thank you for listening to this week's episode of the black country ramble 